1: Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Poor Richard's Cafe and Star Local Media. Poor Richard's Cafe, Plano's oldest restaurant since 1973. They are open daily from 5.30 a.m. to 2.30 p.m., serving the three most important meals of the day, breakfast, lunch, and dessert. It is true Texas home-style cooking made with love and grit at Poor Richard's Cafe located off of Avenue K in Plano. welcome to another episode of the star local media high school sports podcast my name is Matt Welch, I'm the sports editor here at star local media and I am being joined by Devin Hassan and Justin Thomas um, after a uh, we've been talking basketball now for uh, for quite some time mm-hmm. I feel like we've we've touched on just about everything that there is to touch on with regards to our um, you know our local basketball team so at the very least for this week we're gonna shift gears and focus a bit more on the happenings out in soccer because we're um, we're kind of reaching that point in the season where we've got like six different sports going on at yeah. one time it feels like like so, um, yes. As basketball is about to enter the home stretch, district soccer has is um, either ramped up for most of our districts. A couple get started later this week. So, nevertheless, we're going to devote this week to talking just some uh, some early season storylines on the uh, on the soccer pitch. So, um, we're going to start. Um, as has been the case, we're going to devote today's podcast to discussing the happenings in six A. Later on in the week, we will touch on five A. So, um, J- Justin, I was thinking like of all of the. Uh, of all the sports that you cover, because um, you obviously, you know, you get a lot of teams that will make some deep playoff runs. Mm-hmm. Is there a sport, like, is, is soccer pound for pound the one that you've had the most, like, whether it's state champions or just teams that have gone on to make just deep playoff runs? I mean, it feels like mm-hmm. you and soccer go pretty, uh, you're, you're covering yeah. soccer pretty
2: late into the uh, into the season. Soccer, I would say the only one that could challenge it is volleyball. Um, I do cover the last four state champions. And this is, help, this is true. I won a couple before that as well, but yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, funny you mentioned that because that's kind of where I wanted to start in just yeah. kind of regards to 6 a because when you look at this district, it's just like loaded with teams that are traditionally, you know, strong teams. Yeah. When you look at the boys, there's five different teams that have made the regional tournament in the last five seasons. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that doesn't include Flower Mound, and Flower Mound's the team that's the highest rated <laughs> team in the district if you look at top drawer. Mm-hmm. Um, then on the girls' side, you have three teams that have won state championships in the last five years. And another team, Marcus, that made the state championship game last year. Mm-hmm. So you have four teams that have been in the state championship game in the last five years on the girl side. <laughs> and five teams that have made Goodness. the regional tournament in the last three years on the or last five years on the boys' side. So, um, so you're saying this district is going to be pretty yeah, good. it's Pretty good. I was, you know, I ro- rolled out predictions last week, and they were pretty tough to come up with how do you yeah at this structure how do you even like
1: make heads or tails out of word because all of these teams uh, resumes have to look pretty similar i mean so. i
2: kind of try to look at what they did last year yeah. you know which you know who's back what all districts players they mm-hmm. have back and then you kind of try to look at rankings and stuff but even those are difficult because you look at like tasco the coaches association yeah they have Capel's boys and girls and marcus's boys and girls both ranked but not flower mound and then top drawer the one that does like even national rankings, has Flower Mound at number eight in the whole nation. So <laughs> it's tough to, like, look at the rankings and really determine, and I don't. Know, I guess if I can just keep kind of spitballing on this, like... Yeah, it's, go for it's it. It's also really hard, just, like, soccer, I feel, is the hardest sport to, like, get a gauge of where teams stack up going into the district. Mm-hmm. They don't play many games. Yeah. You don't know a lot of the teams that they're playing. And then... Just by the nature of the sport, it's tough to look at a score and just say like, oh, you know, they just destroyed this team, like they're clearly better or this yeah. team beat this it's tough yeah. like you can you can have the a, nature of the sport is tough Yeah, team.
1: you can have a match that is really, really lopsided and then still only have like a yeah, one zero yeah, or a yeah, exactly, two zero yeah. result.
2: Like one team could outshoot a team thirty to zero. But if you look at the box score and you, they just win 2-0, to zero, you don't really know yeah. how much they actually win. Well, and, the and it's, just,
3: it's one of the, sport, the, the few sports also that conditions, weather conditions play. In yeah. Yeah. In fact, oh, yeah. If you yep. do have a 40-mile-an-hour wind, that completely changes the strategy. Mm-hmm. It completely changes, you know, when one team gets up 1-0 and they go into a defensive shell, yeah. it, you know, like you say, they may get out shot 30-1. If that one goes in because yeah. they have a, a 40 yeah. mile per hour wind behind them, they, they end up winning. Especially so. at
2: yeah, this part of the year where it's still cold and yeah. the weather's mm-hmm. pretty terrible. I was out doing the interview for our guest earlier, and I was sh- shivering a little bit. <laughs> Apparently, they're going to be working out indoors tomorrow because it's supposed to be like in the twenties in the morning. But, is it? Yeah. Wow, lovely.
1: So, um, but nevertheless, so far, like yeah, with all these teams, whether it's the Flower Mound Boys or Marcus or Capel, I mean, yeah. you, is there one at least early on based on your what you've been able to gather that you feel like maybe is
2: just maybe a slightly bit of cut above the others? Or I think this Capel team has a legitimate chance to win the state championship. Wow, they were. Uh, Really good last year. Made the regional tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, beat one of the teams you cover, sexy in that thrilling shootout in mm-hmm. the third round of the playoffs. They had um, 15 players make all district last year. Wow. They only had they only graduated two seniors, so they are loaded. They're out to a two and zero start. Um, so I think if I was going to pick a team, that's kind of the. Cream of the crop early on. That just looking mm-hmm. at you know returning players and last year's results and stuff, I would say Capel girls.
1: The uh, at the very least, just going off of these standings on the Marcus girls soccer team's website, Marcus uh, Marcus has a nice goal differential of plus twelve for yeah, two matches in district. Yeah,
2: they uh, they got off to a pretty good start. Yeah. They, I saw. I was following I follow them on Twitter obviously, yeah. and There was one non-district game where they just said they just had a soccer ball for each goal and I swear I counted 20 <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Yeah, they opened with a nice 5-0 win, uh, you know, granted they haven't had the stiffest competition yeah. to start with. They've been teams that are within f- 5, five minutes o, of their 5-0 over, over Irvine and then 7-0 over Nimitz on Friday. Yeah. So, a nice 12 goals to start, not too shabby. Uh, let's see, Devin, so just how are you kind
1: of feeling on, because uh, yeah, with um, with District 10-6A, you know, they're um, they're already underway, right? And it's they 11, get started 6A.
3: on Friday, yeah, yeah and 11-6A gets started on um, Tuesday.
1: So with um, with what Rowlett or Saxie, I mean, you know, Sachse what's traditionally been one of the stronger programs in the area in recent years. Um, just kind of what's the read on 10-6A uh, on so far, and how are you feeling about it? You
3: know, it's on, on the girls' side, uh, you know, you mentioned Sachse. uh they, They've been, they, they've won at least a share of the district title, four straight years, mm-hmm. um, ten straight playoff berths. I mean, it's a team that's had national level players oh, yeah. um, over, over the years uh, you know five regional tournaments in the last 10 years uh, you know we, we talk about some of these great teams you know over in justin's area and obviously you know in the, the Plano now I mean in that area yeah. uh, but say has been right there with them um, you know with the McKinney's and, and that's, that's the teams they've been battling with the playoffs mm-hmm. um, again they they've, they've get, they play the top competition early on. Um, so they're battle-tested. But um, Rolette's kind of the team I'm keeping an eye on this year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just because Saxie is Saxie and they've been what they've been so far, uh, you know, for the last several years. But this Rolette team has made 16 straight trips to the playoffs. Um, they've, they've kind of been a step behind Saxie uh, in recent years. But last year they shared the district title with them. Okay. And um, they they return all sorts of players, uh, uh Courtney Pietro, uh, the, the district defensive most valuable player. Uh, Grace Vodosky, who was the midfielder of the year in that district. Sydney Wallace, who was the utility player of the year. Uh, she kind of bounces all over the place. Um, Jolie Terry uh, is off to a good start this year. Janelle Trevino in the back. Um, and they've got a lot of younger players. And, and players that, like, like an Ashley Johnson, who is a very decorated club player. Mm -hmm. player um who missed half the season last year because she was you know entertaining club opportunities and and doing that kind of thing that's what you run into with a lot of these teams oh yeah um whether it be playing for a national team or playing with one of the FC, you know, whatever. Um, But, you know, Rowlett is intriguing to me. I think Saxe will be right there. I think those two teams are the cream of the crop. Uh, Naaman Forrest is solid. Rowlett and and Naaman were tied at one late in that match on Friday. And then Rowlett scored three times in the last five minutes to win it. Um, So, you know, I I think it's going to come down to Rowlett and Saxie. I know you've heard that before in in whatever sport (laughs) we're talking about. Um, But um, I I do think that both of those teams um, not only – are going to compete for the district title, but I think those are two teams that can also make a run on the girls' side in, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, Boy side, let's see here. <laughs> uh, it's, no, uh, it's, uh, it's it's a little bit more even keel. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Name and Force always has a good program. Garland has a, pro, a good program. Um, but uh you know you know, Sachs is the defending uh, district championship uh district champions, I should say uh Miguel Gonzalez, their goalkeeper was outstanding last year he had thirteen shutouts a year ago. Wow. Uh, he got five this year um you, you know they they have a tendency they have the ability to reload um and, and I think that they're the uh odds on favorite at this point in time, except relette <laughs> mm-hmm. is is, is uh, another team that has they return. Almost everybody from last year, including the district most valuable player, Kevin Adolfo. Uh, He's already got nine goals and six assists this season um, through tournament play. Uh, Carson Prestridge, uh, a kid who really impressed me when I saw them play in the playoffs last year against Pierce. He was the defensive player of the year in the district last year. He's going to be moving up to striker this year to give them another uh, option up front. And they go 20 deep. I mean, you know, Clark and who's been the coach out there since the, the program's inception in 1996. You know, he's this is as deep as teams as he, as he's ever had, and we can go 20 guys deep uh, and, and don't feel like you have it, it take a step back. Uh, that's an incredible advantage. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing seeing what Raleigh can do on the boys' side as well this year.
1: And um, kind of same thing over in District 11 6A. I know uh, you know you've had whether it was North Mesquite a handful of years ago. I know Mesquite had a solid team last year. Um, just uh, what's kind of the read on where. Uh, kind of where Mesquite ISD soccer stands as district gets underway this week.
3: You know, on, on the girls' side, uh, you got a couple teams in Mesquite, North Mesquite, who have some good young players. Um, who are trying to get North Mesquite hasn't made the playoffs since 2015. Mm-hmm. Mesquite hasn't made it since 2010. Um, Mesquite, you know, they have a second-year coach and Philip Eliaya, uh, who's who's done a great job with that program. Uh, Kirsten Thomas is a sophomore who was the t- offensive uh, MVP for them last year. Uh, Asia Mitchell is a player who played um, with the elite club last season so mm-hmm. she didn't play for mesquite last year she's back but um you know as far as the girls side goes it's it's really horn that's that's kind of carried the mantle for mesquite isd they've made four straight playoff appearances uh brooklyn gonzalez who's just a sophomore with newcomer of the year last year mm-hmm. uh her uh, leading scorer and, and you know they, they've got a lot of different players to produce um uh, particularly on offense anaya clark haley gunn uh, haley alviso Sidney Boscom uh, Olivia Gallegos, um, I, that group is, is solid, and, and that's that, that's a tough too You know, when you have Rockball and Rockball Heath, mm-hmm. and the East Texas schools, Tyler Lee and Longview are generally pretty solid across the board okay. in soccer. Um, so you know, it's it's, it's going to be tough. And, and, and but uh, you know, Horn was able to finish. They were in the running for the district title until the last week of the season. It was basically a three team race last year. Um, but I you know, I think I think Horn certainly is, is considered a favorite to make the playoffs. Should make the playoffs probably mm-hmm. uh, if you if you were ranking the teams right now. But the girls' side and Mesquite North Mesquite both have talent, but again, that's kind of a tough district to crack. Uh, On the boys' side, kind of the same story. Horan's kind of been on the outside looking in. Uh, They're off to a nice start this year. Mm -hmm. Um, North Mesquite has one of the one of the best players in the district or in the area, and uh, Eriberto Campanano, who was the offensive MVP last year. Uh, But again, I think Mesquite is kind of the story there. Uh, They won the district championship last year Um, for the first time I think since 2010 and um, return a nice solid nucleus uh, to that team Kevin Parra uh, up front, uh, Anthony Garcia, who, who's going to be head to SMU, Edson Alvarado, mm-hmm. uh, Oscar Moran, Lenny Andrade, and they got a freshman named David Perez who's already scored six goals this year. Yep. So, um, you know, Mesquite, uh, again, they're another one of those that challenges themselves against good competition early on, and they've held their own. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, going forward, they're, they're the reigning district champion, um, and I, I think they're probably considered the favorite right now.
1: Okay. That is a uh, that is a cursory look at some of the happenings in uh, Justin and Debit's markets. Obviously, we're going to bring on Taylor Raglan and Brad. Murphy in a bit to discuss the happenings in their respective uh, their respective coverage areas. But first, we've got to shine that student athlete spotlight. Justin, you just mentioned the Flower Mountain Boys soccer team ranked among the top teams in the nation, and one of the uh, one of the standout players responsible for the Jaguars' hot start has been senior defender Brock Clayton. Um, Justin had a chance to catch up with Brock to talk about the Jaguars' hot start to the season, and we will see what he had to say after a word from the sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Star Local Media. 14 newspapers and websites with a print distribution of 270,000 homes and monthly page views of 600,000 online. Star Local Media, your community voice for news. And now, let's get back to the podcast.
2: All right, we're here with Brock Brock Clayton, senior uh, defenseman for the Flower Mound soccer team. So, Brock, thanks for uh, taking a few minutes to join us here on the Star Local Media sports podcast. Yeah, no problem. Well, you guys are two games into your uh, district season. Just uh, give me a little recap of how things have gotten started for you in 6 uh, 6 action so far.
4: Uh, we started against Louisville. It was a pretty tough game. It was about 25-mile-per-hour win, so it was a bit was a bit dodgy. Uh, we came up with a long ball that went over the keeper's head in the first, I'd say, two minutes to put us one up. and Then we scored another one late in to make it 2-1. And then we played Irving this past Friday, got two early goals, and uh, secured the win.
2: Very good. You mentioned Irving, and um, obviously you guys are pretty familiar with your Louisville ISD opponents, but you have a couple teams in your district this year in Coppell and Irving that made the state tournament last year. Just talk about kind of the district you're in and how uh, tough and competitive you think this is going to be. Yeah, I'd say
4: ours is probably the toughest one in Texas. Um, We've played Irving and some other teams in our district in preseason, but Nimitz and MacArthur we've never played before, so
2: it'll be interesting to play them. What are your uh, expectations for the team coming into a district like this? As you mentioned those two teams, teams—you know, obviously Marcus and their history and Louisville and Hebron. What are you guys kind of setting for goals for yourselves this season?
4: Um, I mean, yeah, it's always going to be tough, but I think our team has enough chemistry and bonding through the past four years that we can uh, have a good
2: shot. When you look at some of the rankings, in particular, like top-door soccer, you guys are up there in the national rankings. Is that something you guys as a team uh, pay attention to and talk about? or? Uh, no, we don't look at rankings. No. We just go to the next game. Okay. What, um, soccer is kind of a different sport where it seems like you guys don't have a whole lot of time to get on the field before you get into district games and stuff. Just, um, I know everybody's you know, on the same playing field, but from your perspective, just where do you feel you guys are at in terms of chemistry and kind of coming along with the roster this season now that you're um, heading into district? I'd
4: say we have pretty good chemistry. I mean, a lot of the boys in there uh, play on the same club team. So, I mean, we see each other about three or four times a week.
2: Yeah. How would you describe kind of the makeup of the team? Do you guys have a lot of players back from varsity last year that, you're, um, that are back this year? And who are some of the newer guys yeah, you guys are kind have of breaking a, in?
4: I'd say we are, most of our team is seniors, so we all know each other. And uh, I'd say about half
2: and half on varsity and JV last year. So it's a pretty good bunch. Okay. You guys are coming off a playoff appearance last season. Um, What would, in your perspective, what would it take for you guys to make this a successful season for you?
4: Uh, I say we just got to put our heads down and grind out some of these hard games like Coppell, Marcus, and Hebron.
2: The, uh, the athletic department here at Flower Mound as a whole is off to a great start this season. Is that something you pay attention to following some other sports, and is that something that you feel like motivates the soccer team to try to get to that level as well?
4: I mean, yeah. I mean, the girls won state in volleyball, and it obviously goes to your head that, like, we should do that too if they're doing
2: it. Yeah. Did you get out to those games and check check some of that and stuff? Uh,
4: we went out to some. I couldn't go to some of the late ones because of uh, tournaments from soccer. But yeah. I went to some.
2: Another kind of interesting dynamic, dynamic with uh, soccer is, you know, you have a co- kind of the crossover with the club and the high school team. Are you playing club and how's that kind of dynamic?
0: Play uh, yeah,
4: we're you? playing club, but uh, the club coaches and our high school to- coaches uh, talk and we kind of just flip schedules to make sure everyone has enough time. So you're be- able to balance
2: everything yeah. pretty quickly. That keeps you pretty busy throughout the whole year, though? Yeah, but it keeps you in shape, so I guess it's good. How about uh, kind of looking forward? Um, do you have kind of aspirations to play in college, and how's that coming along for you?
4: Uh, I mean, I'm looking. I mean, we'll see. But right now, I'm kind of just more focused on the high
2: school season right now okay last thing it's a little early in the morning kind of chilly are you uh, yeah. looking forward to the weather starting to warm up and how does that impact things yeah. just the weather in a, in a soccer match uh
4: very much looking forward to the warmer weather <laughs> the cold weather is not fun
2: to play well at least you get to go in the indoor tomorrow you don't have to be out here when it's like 25 or whatever yeah in the morning, that's so. true all right anything else you wanted to mention
4: uh no that's it
2: well, really appreciate you taking a few minutes to join us on the podcast. And if you guys haven't uh, got a chance to see the Jaguars on the pitch, you can see them on Tuesday and Friday nights in District 66A and ideally, hopefully, the playoffs. So thanks a lot for uh, joining us.
4: Yeah, my pleasure.
2: Thanks again to Brock
1: Clayton for taking the time to chat with Justin for our student-athlete spotlight. So, uh, yeah, we've done a line change. We've got Taylor Raglan, Brian Murphy here to chime in on some of the happenings out in uh, Prosper, Plano, McKinney, Allen, wherever we want to go with this. So, obviously, it'll be more of a uh, District 96A-centric way to close out the uh, this podcast. So, let's see. This district is, uh, as of now, when we're recording on Monday, this district is two uh, two nights old, two nights of district action. And so far... um. I don't know, what has been uh, what has been y'all's biggest uh, impression so far and what we've seen out of this district?
5: I mean, the thing that, that jumps out for me, we've only seen them play one game, the Plano West girls, because they had a bye mm. uh, and then took on Plano yeah. uh, Friday. So I believe they're 1-0. One, they're one so, the, I mean, the, the records at this point on both the boys' and girls' sides of the district are, are pretty meaningless. There's not a whole lot to draw from them. But, mm. um, you know, of the, the teams that I spend most of my time with, you know, Plano West, Plano East, uh, the boys' and girls' squads, I think Plano West girls really have... Um, something this year, just because of everything they bring back. Last year, they were so young, found a way to sneak into the playoffs with some help. Oh, yeah. I and mean, they went on, I think... They, uh,
1: oh, yeah, they caught fire. Like, they, yeah. they they were basically playing must-win matches with, like... Three or four yeah. left, at least. Yeah, yeah.
5: And, and they basically won out and still had to have some help and got it mm-hmm. um, to get in. They were bounced in the first round, I believe, by Southlake, yeah. which, you know, that'll happen. But um, they bring back, like I said, pretty much every piece of that team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ellen McQuaid's back... Just up and down the roster, pretty much everybody is back. Um, you know, they have a really good leadership core of captains, um, and, and obviously that that little experience at the end of last year, you know, that was something that uh, head coach Tara Martin, Tara Martin, not Tara Bello anymore, mm-hmm. um, she is uh, she is recently married. But it's something that she talked about. You know, last year they kind of struggled with. The, the last five minutes of games, literally. Like, they would have a really good game, then that youth would kind of crop up. She pointed out, um, I believe, the first district game last year against McKinney. Yes. They were up 2-0 mm-hmm. and lost 3-2 in the last literally, like, two or three minutes of the soccer game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was something that they struggled with and something that they really shouldn't this year because all of those, those girls had, you know, a season at the varsity level to grow up. They they fought their way into the postseason, which is huge for a young team like that. And now they're all back. Mm. So you know, I I picked them. I think we overall we picked them to finish second. I think that's maybe where I had them. But it would not surprise me at all to see them contend for a district title just because they have so much back mm. and so much experience. Um, and and like Coach Martin said, they they were forced to grow up very quickly. You know, last season and and that's already paying dividends. They had a really good uh, preseason. Obviously, started with the win over Plano after the bye. So. Looking up at uh, at Plano West, especially on the girls' side.
1: Yeah, through um through two matches in this district, you have uh, Allen and Prosper tied for first place with six points apiece. They're both two and O to begin district. Then you have West and McKinney Boyd tied for third with three points apiece. They are uh, one and o, hence the uh, because of the buys. Yep. Um, Prosper once again. Here comes uh, here Prosper making a very seamless uh, seamless transition into the, uh, into this district. Uh, yeah, just the Lady Eagles looking the part so far with a couple a uh, couple convincing wins to begin district. Are we surprised that they're ten and zero overall?
5: No, no. we oh. learned our lesson yeah. too. I think in our predictions we actually have them in the yep. playoffs. They I think we finally. Them. Finally, <laughs> finally, we finally learned our lesson about picking Prosper.
6: Yeah, so they blew out McKinney, mm-hmm. they blew out Plano East. You know, they're kind of quietly strolling in 10 and oh mm-hmm. look at their previous two years in fourteen five a they never lost a game in two years and in the playoffs each time they lost to the eventual state champion yeah. two years ago they lost to highland park last year they lost to wakeland yeah. deep in the playoffs so they were just you know that one game away from getting over the hump of, of being a, a state you know really a state or true state title contender and so now they're making the leap up to 6a and You know, they're not having any issues at all, just like the volleyball team, just like the football team, just like what we're seeing with the basketball teams right now. Prosper Girls Soccer, they're doing just fine, and, you know... I won't be surprised if they're right up there in the mix with with the Allens and the Plano West mm-hmm. you know, in in three four weeks, you know, fighting for a district title as well in, in girls
1: soccer. Yeah, because you have Allen, which I believe that was our our preseason pick to uh, to win this district. And just given the uh, kind of the pedigree of what Allen has shown in recent years, um, this mm-hmm. is just an interesting just because of what happened in the off season with one of the more unique situations as far as a coach stepping down. Yeah. You had um you know Kevin Albury who had coached the program for several years, you know, led the Lady Eagles to the regional. Finals last year. Then, um, you know, in an effort to, you know, kind of open up more time to spend with his family, you know, he steps down from his post as head coach, but is still staying on, only he's the JV head coach. That's
6: so, a bit of a interesting. A
1: bit yeah. Of a, yeah, you don't usually see too many coaching turnovers like that, you know, but Allen brings in, you know, head coach uh, Kelly Thompson, you know, who had a ton of success, you know, her time out at Ursuline. And uh, she's an Allen alum to who's already got plenty of familiarity with how the program works and whatnot. And you've seen um, an Allen team that has, you know, kind of picked up where they've left off from last year you know they did lose some pretty uh, some pretty talented seniors but um yeah nevertheless but then you've got a you know you look at what they've done to this point and I mean they've only allowed three goals all season and ironically enough though all three came in losses (laughs) they (laughs) lost 1-0 to Southlake 1-0 to Hebron and 1-0 to Arlington Martin Um, but in their wins they are outscoring teams 30 to 0 so uh, yeah, I mean, so it's it's kind of got yes yeah. scratcher the offense yeah the offense kind of hit a small lull right on the tail end of their uh, of their non district schedule. It's picked back up though as they've begun district with a win. You know they beat Plano two zero. They blew the doors off of McKinney six zero. Had six different players score goals in that matchup against the Lionettes. Um, but yeah, you look at kind of what they've got back and the the fact that the defense is so strong early on is not surprising. You know they've got two players you know kind of captaining that uh, you know that back third who um you know who raked in all district superlatives last year. You know, Their goalkeeper, Jennifer Peters, You know she's uh, she's back. She was the District 6 a goalkeeper of the year. You have their top defender, Madison Williams, who is District 6 as defensive player of the year. So there's obviously plenty of experience and talent back there. Plus, they're Allen. They're going to be especially deep in you know in a sport like soccer. And you've seen it kind of shine through with just the number of, uh, of options that they have to attack you on offense. Uh, chief of all being Jordan Colbert, who's already got a, a couple of multi-goal games, including, I believe, a hat-trick early in the season as well, so it's Allen. They're they're probably still going to be pretty formidable on the pitch, despite the uh, you know the graduations of, of some players plus the change at head coach. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, Prosper and Plano West very much uh, looking the part as far Thanks. as some viable competition.
6: You mentioned the coaching change at Allen Prosper. They also have a new head coach, Rafael Flores. You know he was there forever with the girls' program. And now he just headed down south, just a little bit at, to Frisco Memorial to mm-hmm. help open up that program. Uh, he lives in Frisco. He said it was just a better opportunity for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, even though he's leaving or he left, or you know, a tremendous program in Prosper. He's, there was no conflict. It's not like Memorial will be playing Prosper since they're in two different classifications. But that's interesting, though. So the two two of the top teams in this district, both under new regimes at head coach. Mm-hmm. So it should be
1: interesting to see. But Taylor Baca. Has stepped right in and you know has the Lady Eagles soaring right now. Meanwhile, defense has kind of been the story, um, not just for Allen's girls but for the boys as well. The boys, who um, I don't think we anticipated, but nevertheless, the boys find themselves all alone in first place. The two yeah. matches, and obviously, still very very early, still plenty, of, still a long way to go. But uh, nevertheless, Allen's boys, the um, the only unbeaten team, or actually the only team that with um, that has won their first two games, I should say. Um, you know they are two and zero with six points. You know they are uh, one uh, two points up on McKinney Boyd. Uh, second place, one zero and one four points. You got a four way tie for third place between McKinney, Plano, Plano West, Prosper. Tons still to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, nevertheless, though, so with um, you know, I just mentioned the uh, you know the Allen girls only allowing you know three goals this season. Um, I believe the boys have only allowed four. So. You're kind of seeing right there, and that's, you know, that's a testament to the play of, you know, guys like Edwin Shivers, Mm -hmm. you know, one of their their captains, you know, Jack Allison, another strong defender for them. I mean, so with Allen, a team that I I knew you covered them a bit more last year, Taylor, a team that really had to scrape and claw to get into the playoffs. Um, but, yeah, you're already seeing, you know, they just picked up a win over a McKinney team that was state ranked and our preseason pick to win that district. Yeah. And um, with McKinney ISD, um, you know, because I think, above all else, like, what the maybe the potential power shift in McKinney ISD is kind of what fascinates me about this boys district because, mm-hmm. like, the story these past couple of years has been Boyd. Oh, yeah. Boyd, which was, yep. you know, nationally ranked, a program that went, you know, I believe five rounds deep last year, four or Something five like rounds that. deep. Yep. They made the regional hey, McKinney, tournament for sure. Yeah, I,
5: the third round, I think. I'm was that that game? Yes, I remember and right. then lose to Irving, they and lost to
1: Irving. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, but yeah, but but with Boyd, it's it's an odd situation because you know they're they're without two um, you know two of the you know kind of the uh, the two anchors of their team. Kind mm-hmm. of coming into the season, you expected guys like to be you know Evan Connor and David Ortiz. You know Evan Connor was named the district's newcomer of the year you know last season. Ortiz was named the midfielder of the year, and they don't have either because yep. Connor is out due to injury, and then Ortiz, get this, he's overseas playing in Spain. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like he's doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but nevertheless, yeah, so just how that would affect the Broncos? I don't think we foresee it affecting them too, too much. I don't No, know, I,
5: I think we had them as a postseason team. Yeah, I mean, na- the program's just so strong yeah, there. Yeah,
1: they're naturally going to take a step back just because that's what yeah. happens when you, you know, you graduate the players that they did. Plus, you lose, you know, your two, you know, two of your best returners. Um, but then you had a team like McKinney, which really kind of stepped up during the non-district and were, was was state ranked for a bit. Yeah. And you know, and was nearly, uh, I mean, nearly spotless. You know, they get tripped up by uh, by Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last Friday, but um, I don't know. It feels like a district that's going to be uh, like you knew that Boyd was kind of head and shoulders above the rest of the pack. But yeah. just kind of looking at some of these early season results, um, I mean, it's it feels like there's a this district feels kind of up for grabs a bit more so than recent years. Oh
5: yeah, and a bit more than than the girls, I would say. I mean, maybe not because the girls I had maybe potentially the the hardest time picking of of any nine six A sport so far, just mm-hmm. because everybody seems so good. Yeah. On the boys side, I don't think there's that kind of Talent up and down, maybe, but it does feel just about mm-hmm. as even. Um, and and it's a it's an interesting case. You, you guys were talking about uh, Prosper Allen, new head coaches, all that kind of stuff on the boys side. Plano West is also. Um, breaking in a new head coach for the mm-hmm. first time, and man, almost two decades, right? That that mm-hmm. Dow was there. Oh for, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yep. he was he was there for a while. So, um, and an interesting case too for for Point ISD. You know, they like to um, hire within. A lot of times, you'll see assistants jump up. But but Brennan Satry came over from from Frisco Independence, where he was a an assistant, and, and takes over the Point of West. He's from the area, so it's not like he has no ties. Mm-hmm. But you know, an outsider, I guess, quote unquote, and and seems like he's kind of fitting well so far. They started with a win over. Jesuit, Um, and and you mentioned David uh, Ortiz leaving Mm -hmm. uh, McKinney Boyd, they actually get, at Plano West, C.J. Perea back, uh, who played freshman sophomore year, I believe, for West, took uh, his junior year off, uh, was playing academy, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a typical soccer Mm -hmm. story, I guess, but but comes back as a senior, had two goals in the win over Jesuit in the first half, um, and then they go out and and lose to Plano in a tight one, so... Mm -hmm. You know, Plano West might have a little something. They're trying to get back to the postseason. Uh, I believe finished, you know, dead last last year was a, a struggle for them. But uh, it seems like Saturi's kind of injected a little bit of life. Um, having Pereira back is obviously big. Uh, Compton and, and Net for them is huge. Um, and, and just some other, you know, it's it's uh, sometimes when you get a, a new face and a new leader, a new direction, it can kind of spark some stuff. And it seems like they got it. Uh, they got it going a little bit over there. So it'll be interesting to watch them. I I, I think that. Um, if they don't make the postseason, they'll certainly be close. They'll certainly be one of those teams that can that can kind of rise up and beat anybody on any given night. So, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, you know, Satry and, and the Wolves are off to a pretty good start. It seems like
6: maybe we didn't learn our lesson about Prosper Boys Soccer because I don't think any of us picked them to make the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but you know, they had such a good year last year. They won that district twelve and two yeah. and 5 A. But you know, they're almost their entire starting lineup were seniors. Mm-hmm. You know, and they graduated. You know, a massive bulk of the team. I think 14 seniors graduated last year, and the, the way they ended the year last year wasn't the best. You know, they kind of got blown out in the first round by Wakeland. You know, a yep. team that was flying under the radar, even though they were the defending state champions as the fourth seed in 13 5A. And so, mm-hmm. you know, after that, and then losing the seniors, it's, you know, and then going up to 9 6A. It hasn't been the the easiest. You know, last six, eight months or so for the, for the program. But, you know, they have a, an impressive win over Plano East uh, most recently on Friday. We'll see if they can build on that. But mm-hmm. like I said, I don't think any of us are really expecting them to really make a whole bunch of noise. Uh, in the district but who knows maybe they'll surprise us
5: it's one of those districts where it feels like you mentioned Plano East and Mm -hmm. you know they they graduate obviously Boazapeta is is a huge loss maybe the best
1: goalkeeper in program history yeah I
5: mean I I think that the argument is certainly there that that he probably is and and they lose him and it sounds like it's going to be a replacement by committee and net for them at least Mm -hmm. to start they have two or three guys that they're just kind of rotating in and out and 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 coach Woodard's looking for a guy to maybe Mm -hmm. step up and, and grab the job in district play and Ride the hot hand a little bit, but it's an interesting case at East because it's a, a program that's that's usually pretty good. Postseason uh, program last year um, lose a lot, not just Blair and Nett, but you know guys like Cameron Bush and, and other guys. You know uh, the the front ten that, that are also going to be difficult to replace. And it sounds like it's going to be a little bit by committee kind of everywhere, and and they're really kind of leaning on some versatility. Um, they're a little younger than normal, but you know it, it, you never know. It, it's that kind of district where it just strikes me as. On, on any given night with, with different conditions. And uh, there's no real team that that jumps out at me. I mean, Allen right now leading the way. I'll be interested to see them again. Um, last year they were very physical, mm-hmm. uh, which it sounds like, you know, if they're playing that well uh, on defense again this year, maybe yeah. they're kind of just carrying that over. They're a team that likes to be pretty imposing and, and kind of, you know, set the tone that way, which can be difficult for teams to play against sometimes if they're not prepared for it or, or if Allen kind of gets on the front foot a little bit. So, Man, it's it seems much more up in the air than than maybe you know nine six eight girls is is really difficult to pick, but maybe there's kind of an upper tier that's going to develop there mm-hmm. on the boys' side. I mean, who knows?
1: Yeah, keep an eye on Plano too on the yeah. boys' side. Plano's a team that's kind of uh, they uh, you know they're able to pick up a three two win over Plano West on Friday. That result kind of intrigued me as far as potentially Plano being a, for the first time in a while would feel like potentially being able to snag that mantle as far as possibly being the best team in Plano ISD yeah. at the very least. They're, um, the, the big thing with Plano this year. Is the uh, you know the switch to a four-three-three and just how that's kind of ramped up the aggression of their attack on offense and you know head coach Tex McCull is willing to uh, you know because you can obviously open yourself up for a bit more on the uh, on the mm-hmm. counter attack with that mentality and Coach McCullough is fine with that though just because of the talent that they have on the back line especially in net with uh, with Jonathan Neese, who was named the uh, the sophomore of the year last year in District six six A but yeah you're seeing kind of what that uh, what that mentality can breed with a performance like they had against. Uh, you know, against uh, against Plano West, and yeah, as far as just a district where you know it does feel like there's a lot of parity. Um, I don't know. This could be a this could be a year for the Wildcats to, to rise up and uh, you know surprise some folks. You know, what's I mean if. <laughs> With Plano, it's just odd because like it's Plano has like one of the most storied soccer traditions yeah. yep. in in the state. I mean, they've got so many. Uh, I mean, the uh, the stuff the the state titles that they won just in droves back in the '70s and the '80s. And and you've got this, the boys' program, which is now. I mean, they haven't made the playoffs since 2014. So if this is the uh, if this season is just kind of the first step in towards a slow kind of resurgence, um, I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, this Plano team kind of intrigues me a bit. So just keep an eye uh, keep an eye on them as far as some potential uh, being able to work their way into the playoff mix out of this district. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know. That'll just about do it, though, for this edition of the podcast. A cursory look at some of the early season storylines developing in some uh, some 6A boys and girls soccer. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to uh, to break down some of the early season happenings in 5A soccer. Until then, folks, uh, it's been Matt Welch with Star Local Media, uh, Brian Taylor, Justin, Devin. Appreciate everyone for tagging along on this. Folks, you enjoy your week, and we will talk to you all later.
0: Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than StarLocalJobs.com.